Hello, Giants. Welcome to this episode of The Goose Call. People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek schools. In this district, we grow giants. Welcome to The Goose Call. The juice of the goose. My name is Amanda Kennington, Goose Creek's Healthy Community School Coordinator, and joining us today to discuss ways to cultivate tobacco and vape-free communities, we have Amber Carter, Coalition Coordinator with Bay Area Council on Drugs and Alcohol, and Health Services Coordinator for GCCISD, Patricia Pena. Before we begin our discussion, please share a little bit about your role and why you feel it's important to address the tobacco and vaping epidemic. Amber? So my role as coalition coordinator is to engage all sectors of the community to partner together to reduce the harmful effects of vaping on youth. Um, As a community, it's our responsibility to um, keep our youth healthy and safe. And um, vaping has gained major popularity with youth over the last few years. Um, It's affecting our teens' physical and mental health, and because vaping is still relatively new, we don't know the extent of all the harmful effects yet. Patricia? Hi, good morning. As uh, what I do is um, I'm over the nurses. I coordinate their care and their uh, our different campuses, and so I think a big part of that in relation to what we do medically and health-wise is education and communication. And that's paramount in getting that a handle on this epidemic, not just with our, our ourselves and, and us here, but with our parents. And because if they, if we could get them on board and them understanding where we're at, then they can probably help us with their students. I completely agree. The education and communication, and that's why why we're here. So thank y'all for being here today. I wanted to state that in the 2022 National Youth Tobacco Survey, it indicated that one in four youth use e-cigarettes daily. One in four. And about 85% are using those flavored e-cigarettes. And then according to the Alliance for Healthier Generation, if youth tobacco use continues at that current rate, there's going to be one of every 13 Americans younger than 18 that could die early from smoking-related condition. That's pretty shocking. Amber, can you tell us what e-cigarettes are, educate us on how e-cigarettes work, and if there are any kind of regulations on e-cigarettes? Sure. So electronic cigarettes are a battery-operated device that people use to inhale an aerosol. A lot of people think the vape cloud from e-cigarettes is made of water vapor, but it's actually an aerosol. And that aerosol contains nicotine, flavoring, and other solvents or chemicals. And how they work are there's four different components to the device. So there's a cartridge that contains the e-liquid. The e-liquid, you know, contains the nicotine and the chemicals and the flavoring. Um, then there's a heating element, so the coil or the atomizer. There is a battery and then the mouthpiece for inhaling. Um, so when a person puffs on the mouthpiece, it activates the battery, which um, activates the heating element, and that heats the liquid in the cartridge. And then the person inhales the aerosol. Again, this is not water vapor, but an aerosol containing chemicals that are being inhaled. Um, So think of common household aerosols like hairspray, deodorant, vegetable sprays, and things like that. So regarding the regulations, um, big tobacco companies have been making billions yearly for addicting young people to their products. And big tobacco companies own most of the popular e-cigarette brands. 
and they use those billions to hire lobbyists to convince lawmakers not to regulate cigarettes. Um, this makes it hard for FDA to put limitations, um, such as flavor bans, on these products. So we found it's more effective to make changes in policies at a local or state level. And some examples of that would be smoke-free parks or smoke-free city ordinances. But in 2019, Texas passed the Texas Tobacco 21 law that raged raise the legal age of purchasing tobacco, nicotine, and e-cigarette products from 18 to 21. So as a community, we need to hold retailers responsible um, and accountable when they sell these nicotine products. So if community members know of retailers that are selling to anyone under 21, Um, then they can report them to the Texas e-cigarette and tobacco hotline, and they can do that anonymously. The phone number is 1-800-345-8647. That's a lot of great information. So it's just interesting to me how you were saying that um, pretty much that we're, we're sucking on a battery with a coil and we're inhaling aerosols, things like hairspray. I mean, that's, that's just so dangerous. It's definitely not water vapor. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. And then those big tobacco companies, essentially they're just wanting the money, right, funding. Um, so it's great that we, uh, even if we can't fight directly at those uh, big tobacco companies, we can do something here in our community with the, at the retail level. So thank you Absolutely. for sharing. So just taking action against this vaping is also a priority here in Goose Creek School District, but there's a widespread misconception among teens that vaping's safe. Uh, many of them start vaping thinking it's just flavored water vapor, and then they become addicted to that nicotine. Um, but there's also, when we think about it, there's a, this connection between youth smoking, but also anxiety, depression, and stress. So let's kind of fall back on that. So Patricia, what else should people know about the health effects of vaping? Unfortunately, the kids also think it's cool. They see the vapor, they see the fun of it, they see the compartments, it's fruit flavored, it smells good. Uh, it's everything but that. Um, there is an increase in lung injuries, which is called a valley, which is e-cigarette or vaping associated lung injury. And then of course, with that is associated deaths, unfortunately. And then, of course, the cardiac issues, because one thing leads to another leads to another. Due to the fact that there are many unknowns, which is what Amber just talked about as far as what they put into the the ingredients, that is where the questions are as to what are the long-term effects of what what the vaping is causing, what the e-cigarettes are causing. But we had that years and years ago with cigarette smoke as well. And now when it was, you know, bringing on the e-cigarette, that was supposed to help the to quit smoking. Well, unfortunately, now, whatever has drawn kids to try the vaping, whether it be you're asking, you're talking about the depression or why they're wanting Mm -hmm. to try it, that is a revolving door because the mere issues of, and they're not thinking about the health issues Mm -hmm. and what's going to cause, what's they're how they're going to damage themselves. Mm -hmm. And so the things that started them to get onto vaping is bringing them right back to the same problem. And then, unfortunately, our nurses are seeing an increase of vaping at the campus level, and that's coming with disheartening consequences because students are coming to school. Sometimes they have vaped at the bus stop. They have vaped at home. Uh, and again, it, I go back to the education, the communication with our parents to let them know this is what's happening um, because really and truly at the campus level, sometimes our students are afraid because they don't know what that fun 
flavorful, cool looking smoke vape is. And then at the end, they're in our in our clinics and we're having to call 911. Super scary. You're talking about, you know, lung disease and problems, Evoli. Um, very, very scary. It's definitely something we need to learn more about so that we, we, we can let our, our parents, our teachers um, know what to look for, and then our students as well to be educated. Thank I'd you like for to add mm-hmm. to that as well. Yeah, um, you know, nicotine is a highly addictive drug, and e-cigarettes are known to contain high doses of nicotine. The new popular thing is the disposable vapes, and um, they can contain anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 puffs. So a 5,000 puff disposable vape is equal to around 625 cigarettes. And uh, nicotine changes brain chemistry, which makes it even more harmful for youth brains that are still developing. Um, And research shows that vaping nicotine can prime the brain for other substance addictions. So um, just following up with um, what we were talking about as far as the school district goes, you know, I know our school health advisory council committee members have shared that there's a need to support, you know, further with students' health and academic success, both youth and adult education. We keep saying on vaping and e-cigarettes, we want prevention tobacco-free promotion here in our school districts to counteract those challenges. We want more health education, including tobacco prevention education for the students. Um, we want to make sure that uh, we're using, you know, resources that are from, for example, MD Anderson in tobacco program. Um, there, I know we've provided resources to our, our classroom teachers on, on you know, specific resources. Um, we've had tobacco-free policies within the district. We have cessation resources, prevention resources, for sure. But we also talk about um, our junior high and high schools in Goose Creek, CISD. There's prevention education, such as things like Catch My Breath. I know that's come up um, in the, the past. We know you work hard for your community. That's why Community Resource Credit Union is giving back with a new type of mortgage designed specifically for first responders, healthcare, and education professionals. The Community Hero Mortgage offers zero down payment, no lender fees, and no private mortgage insurance required. Go to crcu.org slash community hero to apply today. What's the district's policy against tobacco use? Um, and is there any ways that the district has provided tobacco prevention, Patricia, education for adults? Uh, we do. We, we go through, we have, as far as our employees, speaking oh. about adults, we do have presentations uh, at GiantCon, which I've given several uh, presentations there. We do have parent fairs. We have each individual campus to include our junior schools and some elementaries, and which is, we're starting at the yeah. elementary because they're, they're asking in there for our presentations to give that the adults this information. Uh, but the big one is the employee at Giant Con, so which I'll be giving another presentation in August. And um, it's information that they're amazed by because, again, you show them and you tell them exactly what that little bit, that little mechanism does and what it can cause. And then the amount of cigarettes versus... You know, what they think is just this little bitty liquid pod is really the amount that it, that it, that it equals to. So, yes, so we're doing that, and we've done uh, several already. I've done several, and at our campus level, all the employees, our staff, our teachers, are they have the resources available through our counselors, through our nurses, and we continue to grow on that and to build on that, which is what we're starting here, and then hopefully to have something else to include our parents and the community and the city to include possibly our police department and other um, organizations to kind of kick off some more information 
in August and September. That's amazing. I know that the, one of the um, pr- trainings that you offered, you brought in um, a, a mock bedroom, the hidden in plain sight. That would be um, Amber. And, mm-hmm. and so, Amber, can you explain what the uh, hidden in plain sight interactive bedroom exhibit is? I know that was very a very good, good tool um, that the district borrowed uh, from you all. Yes, so basically the hidden in plain sight bedroom is a mock teen bedroom that we set up with a a bed, dressers, um, posters, just different things to educate parents or staff on the latest drug trends. Um, And the goal is really to empower parents to educate themselves and learn what to look for. A lot of parents have never seen a vape before, so we have uh, vape the most popular vape devices uh, throughout the bedroom, and parents can go around the bedroom, look at different devices, they can handle them, kind of see what they're about, and, you know, just learn what to look for. Um, And I think sometimes parents worry about invading their teenager's personal space. But as parents, you have the right to live in a drug-free home and you have the right to remove drugs from your home. You also have the right to search your teen's bedroom, their backpack, and their vehicle. So this really is just an interactive display to really empower parents to get in those bedrooms of their teens and start looking around. Um, Some things to kind of be mindful of, changes in behavior. Um, If your, your child is being extra sneaky, are they leaving rooms a lot? Are they going outside a lot? They might be, you know, trying to uh, go outside to vape. Rooms smelling fruity or like candy. Um, Check devices that are charging in laptops um, because some of these devices are rechargeable. That's a lot of great information. No, you're great. Um, And then I know even as a parent of my, my teens, just how what are some tips that you could offer, Amber, about uh, just starting dialogue with, with our youth, with our children about the dangers of vaping? Well, first and foremost, parents need to let their child know that their number one priority is to keep their child safe, to protect them. And in order to protect their child, parents need to communicate clear expectations on drug and alcohol use early on. I would say before fifth grade. And it's not just a one and done conversation. Uh, It needs revisiting throughout the school year and every school year. You know, listen more than you talk. Ask open-ended questions. Um, If you go into lecture mode, teens are going to shut down. Give them the facts, but also be firm about your expectations. Because remember, it's your job to protect their brain while it's still developing. And can you share, I know I've asked you several questions, but could you share how Bacota um, is working with our district to prioritize um, practices like restorative practices to curb tobacco use with our youth? Yeah, some of the things uh, that we've done partnering with the district is um, just provide the up-to-date education on the latest vaping trends because it does change rapidly. The vapes that students are using now are not the same ones they were using even six months ago. We've done presentations for the SHAC committee and nurse trainings. We're available for education and staff trainings as well. We've done parent nights and events, but for the restorative practices, Bacota has provided uh, substance use counseling for students um, that have been referred at the Point Alternative Program. 
Um, so we support, you know, uh, getting students counseling and getting them the help that they need, you know, if they have a, a problem instead of just suspending them or, you know, punitive issues. So it's more being proactive uh, or it, it, at least intervening with those evidence-based uh, strategies after the fact to, to educate them. And that's what we keep talking about. We want to make sure we're communicating, we're educating um, our youth. And so we appreciate the partnership. The district is going to be kicking off an anti-vaping campaign um, on social media. Um, it's titled, It's Messing With Our Heads, uh, Exposing Nicotine's Role as a Contributor to the Worsening Youth Mental Health Crisis. So I just wanted to kind of share that out. Um, that campaign is part of the Truth Initiative. Their mission is to just kind of inspire lives from free from smoking, vaping, nicotine. But before we end, is there anything else that either of you would like to share as far as um, resources or any any final thoughts, Patricia? Everything that Amber, I, we 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 work together on this, and so I think the big one. I mean, we can tell everyone all this information, and we have all this information at our fingertips. It's just us making sure that that the parents understand. And that, that's the connection. That's where we're going to start seeing some results when the parents are aware and use the word empower. That's exactly it. And then also to empower our students to, to make that decision to say no. And I know it's kind of cliche, just say no, but that's actually the simplicity of it together with what we're going to be able to um, empower them with, with the information that they're going to have and so uh, as even our employees. Um, so I think, it, I think it's all a part. We're all working together as a part of a puzzle. And Truth Initiative has a great program for teens who want to quit vaping. It's called This Is Quitting. And then there's a text hotline. Uh, teens just have to text Ditch Vape to 88709. And once they text that, they will get a text back right away um, from a counselor that will give them tips and kind of help them through the steps of quitting. Parents of vapors can also text this to get helpful information on how to help their child with vaping. And there's a lot of different uh, programs around the state as well that youth can get involved. So we have our partners at Lee College that have the Peers Against Tobacco group for high school, dual college credit students, and for college students. So there's a lot of great resources. Um, the last thing I would say is that all of us have a role to play in reducing youth substance use. And by working to Together, we can make our community healthier and safer for our youth. I totally agree. So I appreciate you, Amber and Patricia, for your commitment to this work, um, joining us in the charge to cultivate that tobacco and vape-free community. Uh, we appreciate our listeners for uh, listening to us today, and thank you to Community Resource Credit Union for sponsoring this episode of The Goose Call.